What up, Justin? Another episode of the Total BS Podcast. You ready for it? How's our numbers in India? First and foremost, how are people doing in India right now? Dude, we're thriving, baby. We're always thriving. <laughs> I mean, I, would you ever doubt that? No. Shout out to all the all of our people in India. Shout out to everyone overseas who's tuned into the Total BS Podcast because I promise you this episode is going to be another classic. Let's get it. Your fans just might turn into all fans. Be cool, it's just a part of this program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You not whack, you just sound whack rapping after us, yo. Your fans just might turn into all fans. Be cool, it's just part of the program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You not whack, you just sound whack rapping after us. As always, you can follow the Total BS Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and any other platform you can possibly think of, uh, except TikTok. We're not on TikTok. Maybe we mm. should be on TikTok, but we are on Instagram. And uh, yeah, so please hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, follow us on, uh, subscribe on uh, Apple, Spotify. Uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of services out there. And that's why Justin brought up the India thing, because there's a... There's a, a, a specific platform that they use in India, and baby, we are big over there. <laughs> we are booming in India. That's right. Man. That's right. But what's the what's the point of a podcast on TikTok? In, in like right, you, you, you got to social out clips, man, so people get intrigued and they want to yeah. come and see you. Come on, man, social media one on one. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, we got to wrap this up kind of quick because I got some I got some some chicken wings on the smoker. Ooh, tonight. it's Wednesday. Oh yeah, it's Wednesday. It's wing, Wednesday. Wing Wednesday. Here we go. Okay. Uh, so, um, but you know, last week we debuted uh, a, a segment called "One Grand in Your Hand," and I'm gonna tell you, folks, we had a pretty good week. We had a pretty good week. So let's go ahead and bring our man back, Mr. Brett Decker. Brett, what's cracking, man? Not much. I'm feeling good. And you say we? I'll let you. I'll let it slide. But I mean, I'm. I won that money fair and square. That's my money. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. All right, greedy. Um, (laughs) Let's uh, let's let kind of recap real quick. Last week we had a parlay: Titans and Steelers. The money line five hundred to win seven fourteen. How'd that turn out, Brett? Uh, That's a winner. And how much? Seven fourteen. So then. Oh yeah. The other. Uh, Right. (laughs) I literally just said it. Um, And then we had a seven point teaser: Lions plus four and a half. Green Bay plus six, Dolphins minus two and a half, 250 to win 300. How'd that turn out? Uh, it looked good until Green Bay kind of threw the game. Uh, they showed up for the first 15 minutes and then not at all after that. So, Mr. Mr. Rogers was not on point. And then we had a huge parlay $50 to win 2055, Vikings money line, Titans money line, Steelers minus three, Panthers money line, Lions money line, Packers minus one, Dolphins minus 9.5. Where do we stand on that? But four and three on a seven teamer, that's fine. Uh, by the see, the weird thing about doing this on Wednesdays is by Sunday things change, You're, and you sometimes you talk yourself out of it. So by Sunday, I was on the Bears, not the Panthers. Um, Vikings, I probably would have still, still taken, but not a pick I was crazy about. So, uh, Packers okay. and and I took Green Bay. I'm sorry, I took Tampa by the time Sunday came around. So it's uh, easy for me to say that now, but I had soured uh, on the Bucks mm-hmm. uh, on Green Bay by the time Sunday came. So in total, how much did did you did you walk away with? You started with a thousand. How much right. do you have this week? Up to uh, one four nineteen, so we're up to fourteen hundred nineteen out, and so a grand four hundred nineteen in your hand. There you go. That's a car payment right there. Four hundred nineteen dollars. <laughs> Here we go, mm-hmm. Joe. What kind of car do you have? 
Yo, that's, oh, that's my car it. payment, man. <laughs> Every single ben- month. I got a Benzo, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll get that soon, but not. Yeah, we got to turn this fourteen hundred into a lot more. Don't worry. About six months ago, I had a Honda Insight two thousand eleven. Man, it was struggling. So, <laughs> well, anyway, this week, Brett, we got a couple parlays, or we have a parlay, yeah. we have a teaser, and we have a special. So, yeah. uh, let's go ahead and start it off. Bills at Jets in the parlay. What you got? I don't think there's anything really to say for this one, right? Like, <laughs> no, minus 13 no. and a half. I, I would take it at more. I'm going to, the, the Jets are 0 and 6 against the spread. The Jets are not an NFL team. They're not going <laughs> to, true. Like, true. what are, I, I'm not afraid of that. So uh, I'm going to, I'm not going to psych myself out. 13 and a half. The Bills are hungry for a win, right? Like, they, they do need to bounce back. They should bounce back. And this is the now, spot to do it. Now, Brett, I will ask you this. Is there any team in the NFL that would make you worried about the money line playing against the Jets? The money line? Yes. Like to, to win? Or, yeah, or just to win. yes, just to win. No. And I'll get to that later. Because that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good segue, but I'll, I'll leave that for the end. Okay. No. Browns money line at Bengals? Yes. So we, we saw this before, right? We saw this earlier in the season. And I was on the Bengals that time. I'm not going to repeat that what I would think would be a mistake. The Browns are better across the board. While not great themselves, a team that is not as bad as they've, as they've seen. They're good against bad teams. Bengals offensive line is terrible. This is a game. I I'm a big Joey B guy. I I've, I hitched my wagon to him last year after he beat Texas early in the season. I've been on that wagon since I'm still on that wagon, but he gets hit too often. He might, this is a game where he could get hurt. Miles Garrett could pull, could do miles Garrett things and something might happen here. Um, I, I'm going to keep it. I think simple. It, it seems a little sketchy that it's only three and a half, but um, that's the line. But I'm not going to make the same mistake again. Oh, so always, let me go Browns. I'm but I'm going to take him just to win. I'm always hesitant, and I'm glad you took him just to win because I'm always hesitant with the Browns. They seem right. so inconsistent, like the Cardinals did for a little bit there. You just never know what Cardinals team is going to show up. I think the Cardinals have kind of figured it out a little bit, but the Browns, man, they just came off a disaster in Pittsburgh last week. So 419, you're going to put down to try and win 841, so essentially doubling the profit that you made from last week. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I think it's a good place to start. Yeah, then we move over to the teaser. So you got several teasers, um, and you can run through them. But real quick, Philadelphia, New York Giants, under 52. And then you have Steelers, plus 8.5 at the Titans. Cardinals, plus 10.5 versus the Seahawks. Chargers, minus 0.5 versus the Jags. Chiefs, minus 2.5 at the Broncos. 250 to win 625. Explain yourself. I really like all of these. Not enough to put these all in their own parlay without teasing that seven points. So the teaser, I'm buying seven points on all this. Um, unders are making a comeback this season. Everything started out over, and unders are, are making their way back. And the Eagles have are missing nine starters on offense. Technically 11 if you want to count their wide receiver three and their tight end two. So, so have a solid day. What's so up? the couple ones that stand out, and, and Justin, you, you kind of back me up here if you agree or disagree. Yeah. Steelers at Titans, you're taking the Steelers plus eight and a half because you think the Titans are going to win by 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 less than well, eight and a half. I, I think the Steelers might win that outright, but I also Ooh. don't hate the Titans. Like I'm gonna, I'm playing it safe here. Like I don't see this. I think the Steelers are really well put together. Titans are not a great pass defense. The Steelers can throw the ball pretty well. They're top ten efficiency in passing. Uh, Steelers rush defense is really good. Now that's not going to stop Derrick Henry, but the Titans themselves are not an efficient running attack, but they are 
good enough, and Henry takes them over the top. And, and I said that right, right? You think the Steelers will will win this game? So I, they might, but I have they can lose by eight, and I still cover. Gotcha, gotcha. So and I'm then, saying they keep this close. And okay, so so then that that changes my thinking on what I was about to say about the Cardinals because you have the Cardinals plus ten and a half. You think they're going to cover, um, which I tend to half. agree as well. Like ten and a half yeah, is the, I, that's I, a huge I, point spread for the Cardinals at home against Seattle. They fair they. I will say this. The Cardinals play terribly against Seattle at home compared to on the road. They are much better in Seattle against Seattle than they are at home against Seattle. The only like the only relative way that, like that the way that I think something like that relates is if you have a team that has the same nucleus for years. Like people will go into a college matchup in, in October and be like Stanford is 10 and 15 against UFC in October all time. Well, like how many of those players, like they're just closed. You're just, you're, yeah. you know, it's like how many of those people were around? Like <laughs> they're just closed. It's just clothing. You know, these are grown men in pajamas. So I, I have a little, I think it's a different Cardinals team now. And now the thing is it's it, Seattle's always been the same. They're a weird team. They don't win games, especially these kind of games by a blowout too often. Arizona could take advantage of Seattle's pass defense. Seahawks, offensive line is still not great you'd love to have Chandler, Chandler Jones around I think that the Colonels might just play to their opponent this season and I think their defense has flashes enough they're 10th in efficiency in both passing and rushing I 10 and a half I'll, I love that I, Justin, I, I think what do you think stay close I'm a little worried because I really like the way the Cardinals looked last week but it was against the Dallas Cowboys the Cowboys are so poorly coached. They have holes everywhere on their team. I mean, that was, that was a complete beatdown by the Arizona Cardinals. But we're talking about the Seattle Seahawks, a team that's probably going to win the division this year. Russell Wilson is playing like an MVP this year as well. I mean, I could very well see the Seahawks coming down and just torching the Cardinals. P- possibly, possibly, but yeah. I think the 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 neutralizer and and we kind of saw it a little bit last week against the said Cowboys is that you have a guy at safety who just got NFC Defensive Player of the Week in Buda Baker. True, he's 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 very versatile. And very on top of that, I, th- I think this is also a game where you know last week rookie Isaiah Simmons got a few a few more snaps, played about twenty snaps total. I think this is definitely a game where you spy Russell Wilson with a, a specialist like that. So who knows? Maybe yeah. they, they'll keep it competitive and they'll mix up the coverages, but Man. nobody's been able to stop Russell Wilson all year. I don't expect it to slow down too much this week, but I think it's going to be a very entertaining game. Also, Carlos what's the- defense is really coming around, and that'll be the thing. They're not going to be able to stop him full stop, but yeah. they can. Like I think worst-case scenario, they're out, they're out 17, and the Seahawks give up a garbage touchdown. Ten, the Cardinals lose by 10, and I cover. Like That's, yeah. that's really the worst yeah. thing I can see happening. So finally, to wrap this all up, okay. So uh, you know you have you have your your parlays, you have your teasers. Then you went with a special bet, yeah. and we just kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. The Jets, you were predicting the Jets to go zero and sixteen, and what's the plus three ninety? What does that mean? Uh, plus three thirty. So that that is three thirty. Sorry. Yes. So say, um. That's the money line, like that's the odds. And so, if say when I'm when you pick the money line or when you pick anything, how the money is determined is is that. So, uh, when when I'm picking a spread, a team minus three, the odds on that is minus one ten. So that's a hundred ten dollars to win a hundred. And that's the point of the spread is that it evens that out. So whether you're picking. The minus three or the plus three, it's going to be that minus one ten or so minus one. Like it's like 
that's how that's the point of that is that it gets even money. Mm-hmm. The money line is the other thing of of saying if a team's minus three, they're probably like plus one fifty or I'm sorry, minus one fifty, minus two hundred. That's two hundred to win gotcha. hundred. Now that's the opposite for plus money. So plus three thirty is like the equivalent of you know the it was probably well, closer, we'll, but we'll something let, like say the Broncos beating the Pats. We'll, let's say what it is. Uh, right. You're going to put 500, and if it comes true, you will win 1650. Right. So it's a hundred win three thirds. So it all. So the hundred is the base on it. So and it's mm-hmm. plus that. So it's basically three point three times whatever you're putting down. And I looked at the schedule. It's like just like you asked. Who's going to beat them? And then even look at the schedule. They don't even. They're not. It's not like they're playing the Jaguars. At least I don't think so. No, yeah, I, mean, no. I thought about the bet before I even looked at the schedule, and then I looked at it. I'm like, oh my god! Like, where would it happen? Yeah, yeah they got the I'm, NFC West teams. Go ahead, yeah. Justin. No, I was gonna say I'm looking at the schedule right now. They have the Bills this week. They have the Chiefs on the road. They <laughs> they have the Patriots twice, um, and and that's you know coming up on November 9th and January 3rd, which. At that time, I think Cam Newton will kind of find his rhythm again, and the Patriots will go back to being one of the top teams in that division. Uh, then they have the Chargers in L.A., the Dolphins at home. That might be a close one. Who, who knows what they do that's, with – That's Ocho. probably the closest one. Yes. Did we just see – like they couldn't get anything against the Dolphins in that game at all. Yeah. Um, but but two is a different story though. You know, they, you know, you can try this two experiment and if it doesn't work out, team morale kind of co- collapses yeah. and all of a sudden it's a different ball game. Then. Darnold's but, the wild card, right? Like, cause he'll be back at some point. I imagine. Is that yeah. true? Uh, <laughs> so, no, that's, that's what I've heard. Yeah. That's the, that's the wild card. Um, what I'd be worried about, but at the same time, I, I'm going to take it. It's I, I'm, it's fun. I think it's fun. Like just let's, yeah, I wish the odds were a little higher. Could have caught it earlier in the year, but I don't see a team that that's going to give him trouble. Maybe the yeah. Chargers, maybe like. But even then, I like <laughs> Herbert. I like what that. they can do. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think that's happening. I think that's a a pretty good bet right there. So one grand in your hand, Brett Decker, my man. Thanks for joining us this week. Of course, let's go win some more money. There we go. Show me the money. Speaking of money, Justin, your boy ODB. Odell mm. Beckham Jr. is in the news, and he is no longer allowed on, I don't know if it's LSU's campus, but he's not allowed to be inside of LSU's football facilities for the next two years because after LSU won the national title game against Clemson, ODB was shown with huge stacks of cash, and he was giving a bunch of players money. And the NCAA was sitting from afar, just rubbing their hands <laughs> so menacingly like, hmm, yeah, very interesting that an NFL player would come back and give these guys money. Odell pretty much explained it like, hey, you know, these guys won a championship. The guys that I gave money to are not going to be here anymore. So I'm going to, to treat them with a little bit of money. But LSU went into an investigation and they actually gave themselves probation, self-imposed violations by LSU. So I actually applaud the school for digging into it and taking matter into their own hands. But at the same time, Saul, this is the part that, that frustrates me about amateurism. So you and I can go do an internship somewhere. Like say, you know, we're going back, we're back at our U of A days. We go to an internship, we do a good job. And then somebody who's 
either an alum from the school or just just someone gives you some money and says, hey, good job. Thanks for all your help this summer. That's not frowned upon as, say, Odell Beckham giving guys some money on the sideline after a national championship. It's trash, man. It's trash. Like, like, dude, just why? Why does that matter? My man is trying to give college kids some money. What is the freaking problem with that? Yeah. Like, I don't care about it. I just don't care. Like, we don't have bigger things to worry about NCAA. Odell Beckham wants to throw hundreds and hundreds of dollars around of his own money. Like, I'm sure the school would take it as a as a donation without a, without giving it a second thought. So why can't these kids profit off of it? This is just another example of how the NCAA is the most corrupt organization out there. They are just so full of themselves. They don't know what the hell they're doing. They have their heads stuck so far up their ass. They 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 just think that they they have this elitist mentality and they don't want anybody that can give them any type of profit to profit themselves. They just don't. They just don't. And that's that's all the way across the country. And I, I hate it. I hate it. These schools, like if you ever, Justin, you and I have been on campuses. We, we've, we've been involved with uh, college athletics quite a bit. If you saw these coaches and saw these players and the relationship that they have, in most cases, these coaches would bend over backwards to help these kids out. They would. Uh, and, and every now and then that would even mean some type of financial compensation if they could out of their own pocket, but the rules, you know, prevent them from doing that. And that's such a tragedy, man. That's such a tragedy, you know, cause there's a lot of kids yeah. out there that need the help and they can't even get it. Yeah. That's, that's tragic. Yeah. And especially a sport like football where you're getting so many different kids from so many different backgrounds from all walks of life. And they're all coming to your school because you were willing to give them a chance to further not only their education career, but their athletic career. Just like Cardale Jones said, the former quarterback at Ohio State, we didn't come here to play school. Like we, we came here to play football. Yep. Football is what brings the money to, to schools, to programs. Football is the driving money machine for for a lot of these schools and that's why i'm I'm like you saw you know i I sit there and and shake my head because the total amount of money that odell beckham gave out that night according to sports illustrator's report was two thousand dollars so so it wasn't like odell beckham i mean he did have you know a a decent amount of money who the hell was counting that he looked like he was going to a strip club i don't know who the hell was counting that how how was that even official you know what i mean like I saw a stat yesterday yeah. that just blew me away, and this is like, and it was from Nielsen, which is a reputable source for statistics when it comes to media. But Nielsen ratings said that ninety three percent, ninety three, Justin, ninety three percent of people over the age of eighteen listen to FM AM radio three on an average of three plus hours a day. Wow. There's no way. There's no way. There's just no way. Wow. There's just no way. Because, yeah. There's no way. Because FM, AM radio, like, it's it's the actual radio. It's not using the aux cord to listen to podcasts or yeah, music no, on FM, AM radio. Like, me getting into my car, hitting the radio button, finding the station. 
98.7 or whatever, 104.3 or 92.3 or whatever. Like that's FM or AM like you were on. You know what I mean? Like so yeah. I don't know anybody your age or younger that does that. Do you? Yeah. Uh, the only time I did it was when I was driving it to work and I put on my own radio station that I was on. You know, and they were, I put they were, on, they were, I, go ahead, go ahead. No, I said I, I would just drive 10, 15 minutes, plug in, you know, ESPN Tucson 104.9 FM. And then that was the only time I ever listened to FM or AM radio. Between 10 and 2 during the afternoon, I'll listen to the local radio station if I'm driving in my car because I like that radio show. Um, but outside of that, no, there's no way. Like, I'm not listening to FM radio on my own time. And damn sure for not three hours. What the – what is that? I don't know no. anybody. that Estella doesn't even do that. She, she's driving longer than I do every day. And there's no way she's turning on the FM or AM radio. Well, maybe yeah. the FM radio. She likes her, like, old 90s BS, like – freaking usher bullshit <laughs> <laughs> we've, Hi, we've had this going <laughs> <laughs> we've had this argument we've had this argument before i'll never forget one time it was just super late at night it had to have been like 10 45 at night and i remember driving home and i pulled up in, in my my driveway and i just get a call from from Saul and I was like hey man what's going on he said listen you need to settle this right now like just just answer this question who is the king of R&B and I said oh it's it's R. Kelly and Estella Estella just completely lost it she just like (laughs) she thought like how could you say that over Usher over Boyz II Men listen R. Kelly I mean say what you want about him as a human, because he he's a special breed of human that no sir that that, that I don't vibe with whatsoever. Special as in horrible. Yes, uh, but the man makes good music. He did. What he can did. I say? He's probably making it in jail right now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> he's probably uh, waxing the toilet seat. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a poo poo and I got a pee pee. <laughs> but uh yeah, man, you know what's so funny about that story actually? Um, we texted her cousin. First of all, let me just tell you about this. Her cousin completely lost credibility the day she answered this question because we said, Who is the king of RB? And this girl responds with, Oh, it's Donnell Jones. What? <laughs> Donnell what? Jones? Donnell Jones? Like, whoa. Like, he had, like, one or two good songs. But the king of R&B. Like, oh, no, 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 no. No, go away, yeah. child. Please. Anyway. You got to talk uh, about, when you talk about R&B artists, you got to think about how long they've stayed relevant. Oh, and, yeah. And how much their music has impacted generations because r kelly goes back to early 90s yep and and yep. carries pretty much all the way until maybe 2010 2010 yeah that's yeah. a long time staying a, relevant two decades yeah. same thing that's why they call michael jackson the king of pop because i mean 70s 80s 90s like dude was dropping hits mm-hmm. again shady character don't know if you could trust him around your kids 
No. But drop some hits and people love them. So like that's just what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's just crazy, just crazy. Anyway, we got kind of derailed from our, I digress <laughs> from our conversation. But uh, you know, Justin, I, I will say this: there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, I don't know if it's if it's me or what, but I have found myself every day I look at Twitter, and now it's almost like every time I get a text, I'm wondering, is is this more bad news? Is this more bad news? Like in the world, you know what I mean? Uh, it just seems like that's going on more and more every day. So I wanted to say one of the best things that you can do, and I don't know if you do this, Justin, or not, but sometimes I just take my phone and I just stick it upstairs or I stick it downstairs in a place where I can't find it, or at least not that I can hear it or hear it vibrate or anything like that. And I just walk away. I just walk away and give myself like two, three hours just away from the phone. And let me tell you something. It's beautiful. It is beautiful to have that. <sighs> yeah. Well, well, because it, it's been a while since we've had the ability to just, just to completely disconnect from the world because cell phones and smartphones have become such an, an essential staple of our lives. Like we are hooked to them. We have yeah. to check them every five minutes. We have to constantly know what is going on. And that's just, that's all mental. That's yeah. all up, that's all up here because you want to know what's going on in the world. I need to obtain as much information as possible. It's what they call uh FOMO, fear of, of missing out. Yep. I'm I'm like that, Saul. Like I have to know everything that's going on in in the world and everything that's around me because I one I like to stay educated and two, I'm just so damn nosy like I have to know yep. this this juicy information. That's exactly. just that's just who I am. But one thing that I've really done it. And so I'm really glad you brought this up is I do the same thing whenever I am with my family. For instance, yesterday was my sister-in-law's 30th birthday. My, I went up with my mom. Uh, we, we had dinner with my brother, my sister-in-law. Hold on. Time out. Time out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you came up to my hood. I did. Oh, I did. I did. Ladies and gentlemen, that is like, the 545th time during this pandemic, my no, man has come no, up around no. my hood and not even give me the courtesy of a shout out, man, whatever. Man. I didn't, on. I didn't, I didn't drive. My mom no, picked me up and, and, and then we drove up. Now, um, man, that's just low balling your mom. Now that's not cool. Man. You can't throw your mom under the bus. What's wrong with you? Go ahead. But, go ahead. But <laughs> you know, when I'm, when I'm hanging out with, with my family, I, I don't want to constantly check Twitter and constantly check Facebook because that was a big problem that I had for pretty much ever since I got an iPhone. I'd be at the dinner table. One thing that was always a rule in our house was whenever you eat dinner with family, don't check your phone. Don't yep. do anything. Yep. Put it in your pocket. Don't touch it until after dinner. And yep. I would catch myself at the dinner table scrolling through Facebook, scrolling through Twitter, trying to figure out, again, FOMO, trying to yeah. think, okay, something just happened between 10 minutes ago when I checked my phone and now something had to have happened. Yeah. And I was very disconnected from my family. And yeah. in and this year, when, like you said, Saul, there's just so much bad news, one thing after another, constantly hitting our, our cycle and, and this year, I, I can't do it anymore. So yeah. I've I made a focus to 
hey, if you need me, call me. My phone's on loud. I will hear it. I will answer it. If not, see ya. Well, you know, I, I bring this up because of two situations. Your your family story uh, reminds me of, you know, when my kids um, stay with me, uh, every night I cook because uh, I love to cook for them. And it's just a passion of mine to do that for them. And so, uh, and when I cook, you know, they set the table. It's it's old. It goes very old school. Like they set the table, they put away the dishes, you know, all, the whole nine yards. Um, and we'll all sit at the dinner table and nobody has their phone. We just sit together and we eat. And we might not say a word to each other, but we're together. And that's the only thing that matters, right? And yeah. I think um, as, as, as you move forward in life, you know, I, my parents weren't the greatest parents in the world by any stretch of the imagination. But the one thing that I, that I subconsciously took away from my upbringing was every night when they were off of work, we had a family dinner at the table and we ate together as a family and we talked. And I had no idea... I didn't even I didn't even put that together at the time. Like it was just what we did, right? And uh, and those are like some of the like that's why food has such a special meaning to me, right? And why I try to cook um, for for my kids or you know or for Estella or, or anybody that comes around is because you know like those are some of the memories that I have when I was growing up. You know, my dad would be cooking on the grill, and I would be playing basketball in front of our house. And I would come back and I would run up and my dad would be like, oh, taste this, you know, like a, a piece of sausage or, you know, like it was just like so tasty. He was like, oh, it's almost ready. And like, get me all hyped up for the food. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. You know, and he was so excited about it, you know. And so those are like some of the memories that I have. And I, I'm going to wrap this all up by saying um, that I think I know people are, are scared of the pandemic and I completely understand that. I know people are paranoid or uh, not paranoid, but they're, they're cautious and they want to be safe and they want to be socially distanced. Well, here in Arizona, the weather's getting quite nice. It's starting to cool down. We're getting 70, 80 degree temperatures finally. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put together a little barbecue hangout where I am going. So I have a park right next to my house, huge park has basketball courts, has volleyball courts the whole nine yards. And I'm going to pick a weekend and I'm going to invite anybody who wants to come out and I'm going to have brisket. I'm going to have ribs. I'm going to have chicken all going. And whoever wants to come by and grab a plate, that's what's going to happen, baby. So I'm going to call it the killer bee cookout. The killer bee cookout. All of a sudden, uh, there's just been a a complete uh, buyout of plane tickets from India to phoenix <laughs> <laughs> you gotta come get you a plate now, now, if you come now but if you come from india you got you gotta bring some some indian delights all right like what, what what are we what are we eating from india you know what i mean like i'm not really schooled up on indian cuisine but man uh, i do love me some some chicken tikka masala and some Ooh. naan bread some garlic naan bread with the butter all over it Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. oh yeah or tandoori chicken oh Ooh. yeah you know how they cook tandoori chicken by the way no they put it on skewers and they and they they marinate it in like this red like um like sauce. I don't even know what the hell it is. And they put it in these these fire pots and, and on these skewers and they just let it cook. And then that's it. And they pull it out and it's all charred up and red mm. and oh, it's just so tasty. And then do you know how they cook the non bread? No. So they take the bread. They flatten it out and then they slap it inside those same pots on the inside. So it's hot and it just sticks to the side. 
until it's ready to come off. And then they just pull it right off and it's like crispy and golden. Oh. It's just the most amazing food ever, man. It's so good. So well, it sounds good. like, it sounds like, you know, a little bit about Indian cu cuisine. I think I knew a little bit more than I thought I did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there so, we go. so yeah, if you're coming from India, by all means, you're more than welcome to, but you got to bring, bring some goodness, but I I'm excited for the killer bee cookout, man. There you go, man. I, I think we're going to do it on a Sunday. Um, I understand, uh, you know, I understand that there's a lot of people that love to watch some NFL football. So I think I'll probably do it the week the Cardinals have a bye, at least locally. So nobody has to really worry about work and stuff like that. You don't have a game to cover that day because the Pac-12 will be kicked off, but it's a Saturday kickoff. So you're good to go. Yep. Let's just make it happen. Let's just make it happen. So we got two things that we've thrown out. We've got the Killer Bee Cookout now. And then the other thing is, is we are going to put together, I'm dead set on this the LeBron versus Jordan debate. Oh yeah. The trial. Yeah. We're still, I'm still on that. So we haven't forgot about that. So if you listen to our last show on Sunday, I mentioned it, right. I'm definitely going to do that or we're gonna, definitely going to do that. So um, just a little piece of content that we have coming your way. I love it. I love it. Now is it going to be killer bee cookout or killer bee barbecue? Cause there's two different foods that, that goes into those things. Uh, well, my version of a cookout is barbecue. Like okay now there's di now the difference is is if somebody says, hey, uh do you want a barbecue or do you, or or I'm gonna grill. If somebody says I'm grilling, that probably means like some hamburgers and some hot dogs and some steaks Ye maybe. Yeah. But if I'm doing some barbecue, oh yeah, we're doing it Texas style or Kansas City style or whatever style you want to do. We're we're going legit. We're going all out. All right. Busting out the Traeger, I see. Uh, I have a Green Mountain Grill, baby. Ooh. I don't fuck with that Traeger shit. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Sponsor. Sorry. Sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, man. Green Mountain Grills, baby. That's Two that's things. It. Yeah. So, so anyway, uh, if you'd like to participate or if you'd like to to be involved, you know you know where we're at. Um, at Saul underscore Bookman. And then you have my man, Justin E. Sports. Um, hit us up. And or at the Total BS podcast, obviously, yes. on Twitter, Instagram, mm -hmm. and all the whole nine. But that's our episode for today. We'll, we will have our picks thrown up on our Twitter page, just like we did last week, along with uh, Brett Deckert's one grand in your hand picks. So you can look out for those. Other than that, Justin, tell them where they can find us. Man, you can listen to the Total BS podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And also be sure to give us a like and a follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, hit that subscribe button on YouTube for the Sunday night show so it'll set your alarms. You can get notifications on when we're about to go live because the Sunday show is going to be awesome. We're going to talk about the full week of NFL. Who knows? Maybe we'll get into some more barbecue because last week's episode got me hungry. I'm still hungry from last week's episode, Saul. Maybe I'll show you uh, what I'm about to pull off the grill here in about 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then barbecue, barbecue, don't be that guy. Tell me something good for the Sunday show. Give us a like and a follow on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. Absolutely. And obviously, if we do this barbecue, I will let everybody know, full disclosure, I'll be wearing a mask. Anybody that comes will be wearing a mask. We'll be outside in a ventilated area, and we will be socially distanced because there's like six picnic tables underneath this overhang, and they're all spread apart. So there shouldn't be a problem in terms of safety. So if you want to come. Yeah. 
Will our, will our friends at ArizonaVarsity.com be joining us as well? I think so. I think we need to throw it out to them and, and make sure that they know because uh, if they don't show up, I'm going to find uh, – I'm going to feel insulted, Justin. I am going to feel insulted. And maybe we need to second think this, uh, you know, this whole partnership thing because, uh, you know, a real partner will come. They, mm-hmm. would, they, would, they would come eat some barbecue with, with a friend. More chicken for me. I don't That's care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. We'll see you next time. Peace. Your fans just might turn into all fans. Be cool, it's just a part of this program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You not whack, you just sound whack rapping after us, yo. Your fans just might turn into all fans. Be cool, it's just part of the program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You're not whack, you just sound whack rapping after us. Mm-hmm. For real.